0: There's an episode of This American Life that focuses on people who were sure that they had made the right decision in the moment. But in hindsight, we would all judge that they probably didn't make the right decision. So an example of that is uh, one of the people who was interviewed, like, passed up on the opportunity to get in on the internet, like the ground floor. They were like, this is a silly idea. Who would want this, right? And of course, we're all using the internet pretty much nonstop throughout the day. So my question to you is, what is something now? I want now- more Ira
1: Glass voice from this like, <laughs> one. I'm sorry. So these are, you, these uh, are people who ooh, they <laughs> thought they were making the right decision at the time. I but, do oh not have God, a good so Ira good.
0: impression, and you just nailed that. Um, you know what it is?
2: <laughs> it's because you're not a white man.
0: Maybe that's, <laughs> that's it. Maybe, maybe my <laughs> voice is a little too black and womanish to distract uh, <laughs> to the tone.
2: But I'm really curious, I, I,
0: like, do you all have anything that for you is like, oh, wow, I really thought in the moment that was the right decision. And now it's not because I have a very local one that I am fully prepared to admit to, to everyone who listens to our show today. And for me, that
2: one is.
1: Yeah, you go first, because I, I, <laughs> I feel like this one requires a little bit of thought. Yes, it it requires, some,
2: it requires some thought, but also it's like. I think I think that this one requires a little thought. <laughs> we also have to have like the sound of like, you know, some something, some sort of like background noise to mm-hmm. make it a full on NPR situation. Some b-roll, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Some NAT sounds oh, is what they call. Yeah, the
1: I, I needed to yeah. prepare
0: more for this. Um. So for me, it is that I was a almost 12-year, I think it was 12-year season ticket holder with the Sacramento Kings. And the entire Mm -hmm. time that I was a season ticket holder, uh, I went to the majority of the 44 games each year and for the most part, the Kings were terrible um, and had losing seasons. And here we are, (laughs) midway through January, the first year when I said, you know what, I'm not going to renew the tickets this year. And they are ranked third in the Western Conference (laughs) and at present, have 27 wins, which several years that I uh, was a season ticket holder was the total amount of wins they had for the entire season.
1: <laughs> Full season, Yeah. yeah.
0: And so I can confidently look back and say, of all the decisions I've made recently, the decision to, in the year of our Lord, 2022, say, you know what, I'm done <laughs> watching the Kings, is one that I am probably going to regret.
2: Oh God, that's a good one. (laughs) As someone who who cannot care less about sports ball, I don't get it, but I understand that everybody's really excited about that purple beam going up. It's a cultural phenomenon, right? Like, um, you know.
1: Yeah, back when I was younger, I used to ask my sisters, like, why are you so into this show or something? And then you're like, you know, or into like, um, like celebrity culture. And they would look me dead in the eye and be like, why are you into sports? And I was like, got it. Like, right. uh, and that's no. what led me down the path of nihilism, because nothing matters. We create our own meaning yeah. and it's totally fine to like whatever it is. And <laughs> Yeah. And that is
2: why I am a nihilist. The yes. end. Said <laughs> that, that led me down the path 100%. Um,
0: Shannon, I think you would understand. Existentialism, it. Maybe really.
2: this is Okay, like- I don't I'm not saying I'm not saying I don't get the passion for okay. sports ball.
0: No, no, no. I was saying like you would you I think you could appreciate just how like foolish that this feels if I were to say like you and Nate decide that you're going to leave the U.S. because you're burned out from doing all the great work that you all have done and it's time to get some rest. And the moment you leave, the U.S. declares housing a human right and starts actually, like, doing things. And you'd be <laughs> like, wow, I've been here dealing with this foolishness the whole time. And the moment I decide to leave, you all decide to get your act together.
1: Apparently that is they me. That's how need I feel, me. right? Like, I, I Hi, sat yeah.
0: there and watched them lose for 11 years. 44 games a season and then this year they decide to get it together the moment that I'm not sitting there in my tickets 44 a year 44 games a season
2: I would like to thank you for that example because you have made it seem to our listeners that I am like the most selfless human being (laughs) because my example is Housing as a human right. I thought it was going to be something cat related. I
0: I was trying, yeah. but I couldn't figure out how you win with cats. Like I thought, like there's nothing but losing
2: propositions there. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So what's our so what's our hindsight regret? You think I have anything
1: like that lined up?
2: I was I was wrapped by Flo's story. I don't know. I'm also. Like, I'm really bad at these kinds of activities because I try really hard, like, because of a lot of things that, like, this, that's not what this opener is about. I try really <laughs> hard not to, like, do the whole regrets thing.
1: I do that, too. Yeah. I'm I'm very much, like, if something where I didn't do a thing and it goes the other way. I like immediately try and j- just like zen it out and then move on m- with my life.
2: I I think yeah, I I guess I would say like if I some of the things that come up for me are like potentially like opportunities for travel that I've not taken or mm-hmm. like um Opportunities to like Mm -hmm. live like live in different spaces that I didn't take because I I prefer staying close to I prefer California I guess I don't know something like it would be something like that like missed out experiences which is which is essentially what you're saying just said too yeah yeah um but I can't think of like a specific example I was going to say like I had this opportunity I was going to like move to Chicago um so I was gonna do that it was gonna be great but that's not like a thing that I regret not doing because I would have frozen my tits off Mm -hmm. um you do do that there yeah yeah it's just like no tits because everyone's have just frozen right off I don't regret leaving the midwest
1: um Simply because I prefer to have my tits.
2: Yeah. Also, you freeze your tits off at anything below and, and like 70 degrees. degrees. So <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh,
0: you were so ill-equipped. You were ill-equipped to be there in the first place.
1: It thing. was. Right. It was a problem <laughs> at 70 <laughs> degrees. It's, it's a problem when it's negative 10. Believe me. <laughs>
2: I wish I had as a uh, a compelling story in the way that Flo did. I mean, whatever. It's also a story of anyone's life. Who knows Flo? You know Everybody not regret? being Flo, not asking Flo to give us like a little bit more context right? before the. <laughs> intro no, 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 but... Flo! Don't tell us. We this do way better when we. Right now. <laughs> we do prepared. way better when we just get it on the fly, <laughs> and now we're both sitting here like a now couple of dumbasses. Just, yeah.
1: Dick in we hand. don't,
2: we, no, re, hashtag no regrets, flow. Yeah. so, you know, <laughs> fuck this question. This is so stupid.
1: Oh, man, way to look, way to make us look like fools uh, <laughs> on your, your first episode, I was like, you season. all are just
0: more evolved humans than I am. Like, you, you just <laughs> so kind of zen please. out these, like, moments of regret, whereas I, I detail them so I can go back and uh, just be like, oh, wow, I really...
2: Zacking it out also implies that maybe I'm not growing from it. either. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, I think it just means that we are more prone to make the same mistake over and over and over again, rather than learn from.
0: Well, I kept trying not to fall into the sunk cost thing, which is like, well, I've been doing it for so long. What if this is the year? I was just like, yeah, like this probably isn't the year. And then sure enough, this literally was the year. So, you know.
1: Yeah. Okay. well. I love this, <laughs> this discussion, but we really maybe, hit all maybe, of it. Maybe we should, uh, why don't we start with the this show? This, this is, uh, this is American Life and uh, I'm Ira Glass. We said the
2: things
0: they said, voices, some from those dead oh.
1: Oh, hello everyone you have Kempa
2: and Shannon and Flo
0: and I'm trying a little so- scared that was so trying aggressive trying something new yeah
1: you know like I, I don't want to be this like little this little you know um pensive Ira Glass-ed character all the time I want to I want to okay. be I want to know I can be aggressive I want to know I can be a shock jock you know um uh, 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 mission accomplished okay yeah did I shock you shocked
0: you? us that's for I sure I was shocked
1: as I a radio was, jock,
0: yeah.
1: Okay, good, good.
0: I was I was un unprepared for that, so
1: we need some like we need some uh some you know like noises that you can do like on a little like you know yeah
0: yeah I would
1: dig that if we did that. I can um, just fart on command, burps. If you want. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If I <laughs> wink, Shannon, not Shannon's <laughs> thing. Fart or burp on command. Not Shannon's Just <laughs> thing. like left burp. eye fart. Right-eye burp.
2: Got it. <laughs> All because right, I'm really good be... at watching the screen. <laughs> <gonna be>
1: recording. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely not doing your emails for work during the show <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> Guilty. Guilty. Uh, no, Skylar, today. Uh, i super happy to have Flo back, uh, your first one of the season.
0: I'm back! Woo whoop!
1: Oh, yeah. Um... <laughs> Flo, First things first. How was uh How was your your trip to Ghana?
0: Ghana was amazing. Um, by far, it is my now my favorite place on earth. Um, no. I I just three weeks there was amazing. I had such a wonderful time. I felt so at peace um, and so very grounded and appropriately connected and disconnected. It was just a wonderful trip it was like exactly what I needed in that moment and I'm really glad I did it and I think I found a way to be able to both travel and vacation and come back feeling rested and rejuvenated so and I have a whole closet now full of brand new clothes that I got made while I'm there so um Sick. yeah it's great
1: yeah I, I you documented the whole trip you spent just about a month out there mm-hmm. with with a bunch of friends and your mom like mm-hmm. family too yes. like it, it seemed incredible It was. um and uh you were keeping folks updated too through messages yes. and it wasn't till your last day in town that i actually read through all of it <laughs> um,
0: that's awesome
1: but i was like oh fuck i don't want flow coming back and me like not <laughs> knowing anything <laughs> about this um, That's
0: awesome. Yeah, I, I got to see art. I went to Afrocella and Afro Nation. Um, I went to the Slave Dungeons and to Slave River, which was really just a meaningful experience, especially with my mom and my aunt. And so it was just it was just wonderful. It was exactly what it met me where I was in that moment. And so I'm really glad that I was able to do it.
1: Awesome. Welcome home. Um, and watching shannon wrestle with her cat i know i'm like all of this discussion what is happening here wonderful uh the youtubers are really getting a show
2: here he's being a real shithead
1: (laughs) (laughs) um well uh, just to begin folks we love what we do if you love what we do hey drop us five dollars a month. What's five dollars a month? That's like that's like a happy hour beer here in Sacramento these days. That's like that's like a pretty nice coffee at like, I don't know, Scorpio or something, right? Like it's just five bucks. Throw us five bucks. We're trying to do good work for you. Um, Over at Patreon.com slash VoicesRiverCity, Uh, if you even do that, you know, as little as five bucks, there is premium content only for our patrons. Flo and Skylar did a hilarious episode on their review of Avatar. Uh, That's the beginning of the Voices. uh, What is it? The Voices Cinematic Universe. Yes,
0: the VCU. (laughs) We are coming back at you again next month. After we go see, you, we know you're waiting for it, Cocaine Bear. So, uh,
1: Oh, my God. Which we might need to have a full cast for that one um, for Cocaine Bear. I have bear. no idea what this is. It's,
0: it's a, a movie. show about
1: a bear that did a bunch of cocaine, and I believe, outside of Memphis.
0: Yes. And then That's just like, what, what is, happens at that point? And it comes out, based I believe, on a true February 24th.
1: Based on a true story and it involves the guy who did those like IKEA TikToks that were hilarious like everything about the preview exciting. Um
0: also it's a real story.
1: Yeah, this it really happened. Yeah, Bear did a lot of cocaine and then yeah. killed people. Um uh I also did a an episode with Skylar where I discussed um, some socialist things about that I wrote about on Jacobin. Um, we're doing more and more of this. We're going to have patron-only events. Please become a patron. We love you. Um, we'd love to have you at these events. All right, let's get started with the actual fucking show. Okay. Homeless. Have you guys heard about this thing, homelessness? Yeah. Never. Tell me more. So apparently in California, um, liberal California, uh, there's a problem here, and um, the, the people in power do not view housing as a human right, and so we have a record number of people living and dying in the streets. Um, what are our electeds doing to solve this? It might surprise you. <laughs> <laughs> Flo, Can you tell us about a couple of bills in the California state Capitol that have been introduced uh, and how those may or may not solve our homelessness crisis, which, of course, is impacting everyone, including not least our unhoused community?
0: Yeah. So um, in December, our uh, friends in the Senate (laughs) and the state Senate decided that they were going to uh, hop in with some hot takes and solutions uh, mm. to homelessness, um, and so they introduced a bill on the Senate side, and then just a few days ago, um, a very similar bill was introduced on the Assembly side. Um, all these bills have been introduced and supported by um, by California Republicans, and essentially what they're trying to do is, unfortunately, they are taking what we have seen happen locally in both Sacramento and LA um, and making it statewide, and that is basically making it illegal to exist. And that may seem like I am, you know, be exaggerating or going a little bit too far. But literally, these bills would prohibit a person from sitting, I'm going to start there, say that again, sitting, lying, sleeping, storing, using, maintaining, or placing personal property in any street, sidewalk, or other public property um, that is within, for one of the bills, the Assembly Bill, 500 feet. For the Senate Bill, 1,000 feet of a school, daycare center, park, or library. So you the, can't. These sit.
1: senators. <laughs> these senators need more elbow room. So, yeah. so this is Assembly Bill 257 yes. uh, by Josh Hoover of Folsom. Oh, so yes. a Sacramento Region person. Yes. And then Senate Bill 31 of uh, Senator Jones, who I'm not sure who that is.
0: Yeah. So and, and it's also the, the co authors on that one are basically all of the Senate Senate republicans. All of the Senate Republicans. There's only
1: when, eight of them. Someone
0: um, when Yellow. Um Yellow is from our area, actually, of the mm, yellow car dealer. Name. Wilk, um, et cetera. So, yeah. So on both sides, we have local support from uh, regional Republicans for saying that it is illegal to... Sit. And I'm, it's very confusing to me because there are both um, park benches as well as bus stops that will exist within a 1,000 feet <laughs> of these places. So I'm not sure... Like, you can't sit on them. We're not allowed to sit on them. And if we happen nope. to have a bag with us at here. the time... We're now storing our personal property. It's just outrageous.
2: It's bonkers that this shit still comes rolling around because, like, these no-sit-lie-sleep ordinances and now this, like, potential legislation, like, this has been shit that people have been fighting against locally for decades. I mean, in Sacramento, the no-sit-lie... Um, This was literally
1: law of the land.
2: Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. One hundred percent. It's it is. I do not understand how. uh, Like year after year, (laughs) like decades in to the crisis of homelessness, as we understand it now, we continue to come back. Not we, but um, assholes continue to come back to like this these like criminalizing these ideas which criminalize folks who are unhoused as like solutions to the issue. The solution is really fucking simple. Give them housing. Just just a little bit of housing. A L- little bit of supportive services like
0: well I don't know. And, it's And all of you know at the local level this was kind of couched as critical infrastructure, right? Um, yeah so the idea behind it especially in sacramento was look right we have a critical so, infrastructure list
1: so let's yeah let's bring that back uh and just like lay out that groundwork mm-hmm. this is a state bill put forward two state bills put forward by republicans that's basically like keep kids away or keep unhoused folks away from like schools and libraries that they use all the time and, like, uh, bus stops, which they often very much need, like, keep them away from these things, Uh, whereas the federal government calls critical infrastructure things like... Oh, I don't know, like power plants or like, you know, levees, like things that are actually critical infrastructure.
0: Absolutely. And just for like for a comparison, because we've actually been working on this um, organization has actually been helping to map out like the difference between the two. So if you look at the um, the federal list in California, it's about one percent. Of the fifteen hundred places that are now considered to be critical infrastructure in Sacramento, which encompass um, a little over forty percent of the entire city's like square mileage, so basically we have just deemed these places off limits for folks. Um, for
1: any unhoused person uh, to sleep anywhere near. And so, uh, just to bring this back, it, it, sorry, I got a little off track here, but. You know, this bill was put out by... These bills were put out by Republicans in the Assembly and Senate. But here locally in October of last mm-hmm. year, Angelique Ashby... And folks, those of you asking us like, oh, what's wrong with Angelique Ashby? This is it. This is it right fucking here. Like, I don't know how much we can... How many ways we can tell you she's, she's like Darth Karen, man. Like, she proposed... Legislation within our city to start considering schools. Um, what 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 is it? You know, uh the Critical what was the term again? Critical, Critical infrastructure. infrastructure. Critical infrastructure. So that like folks who are on house can't sleep anywhere near one.
2: Yeah, and this is the pro- like. There's a couple of thi- there's a number of things that are She's wrong. She's now this. a so- senator, by the way. One of the things is that it creates a situation where one, you are, people are then profiling folks, right? Like, and problematic, number one. Also, it sends a very clear elitist and exclusionary message that is, that essentially is only housed people are worthy of taking up space. Yes. Because children, because unhoused children, like, are all over the place. And and in Sacramento, you know, specifically, the numbers of unhoused students are bonkers, right? They're just, like, through the fucking roof. Um, but don't... You can't be near... Schools, bus stops, levees, like, all of the, like, you just create this situation where you push vulnerable, vulnerable people further and further out into the margins so that then, like, you create more barriers for them and then accessing any of the absolutely pathetic fucking piece of shit services that are supposed to be, like, helping to lift people up and out of the crisis is like next to impossible because you can't fucking go anywhere without first being profiled as a person experiencing homelessness who is taking up space where it's illegal to take up space.
0: And the thing is like, this is written in such a broad sweeping way. The first thing that I thought actually, when I saw it was like, Oh, this is California's version of stop and frisk because now if you are sitting, lying, have your belongings with you, whatever, near any of these places where we know that, you know, black, brown, low income and unhoused folks often are congregated. This is carte blanche. I mean, all it says is sitting. Like it doesn't say, like, I just want to remind everyone that existing in public is not a crime until we make it one. It's not a crime. And so, it's no
1: longer public if that is a crime. Yeah,
0: and so libraries, like, why would you not want people to be able to sit near one of the only, you know, facilities that you can go to for recreation, where you're not required to buy anything? Like, you can't hang out. You know, coffee shops. I mean, sometimes they'll let you hang out, but the the idea is that it's a shop and they're selling you something. Like most places are selling you an entrance fee, selling you an item, like. They are not just free places to hang out. Libraries are a free place to hang out, and a lot of their services are provided to people who are unhoused. Why would they be listed on on here? Like, daycare centers and school, why would they be listed on here? Like, it it just...
1: It's an arbitrary law. Um, When Angelique Ashby, a Democrat, by the way, who is now a senator, formerly a city council member, when she introduced this in Sacramento... Councilmember Valenzuela, Katie Valenzuela of District 4, um, very correctly said, well, okay, it all happened as a result of a circumstance where an unhoused person who was going through a mental health crisis was uh, doing inappropriate things in front of a school, basically, right, in broad daylight happening during the day. And then they passed this thing that's like, well, then you can't camp within 500 feet of a school. But the fact of the matter was, as Councilmember Valenzuela pointed out, this guy was not camped anywhere near this school at night when he was sleeping. So this it's neither here nor fucking there. What it's really doing is saying everyone in a tent in their eyes, in these right wing Democrats eyes, is somebody who will act inappropriately in front of children, is somebody who they do consider a drug user, is somebody who they do consider a threat to their children. And that's what makes it so fucked up in my eyes.
2: I mean, I think it also sends a very clear message that the only way that our elected leaders, both Democrat and Republican, the only way that they are prepared to address the crisis of homelessness is by first criminalizing people. Right. It's not. So the thing that we hear so often from especially democrats as they're uh trying to get their seats is like homeless like homelessness is the thing it's the thing that you platform on right yep. like here's here's the plan here's how much money i'm going to put toward it here's how i'm going to do here's this that thing. and the other thing yep. and when it really comes down to it the inability for leaders to take a humane position that recognizes the dignity of people who are literally suffering day in and day out on the streets of Sacramento and all over. Um, Like they just can't fucking do it Uh -uh. there. It's because it's like they're, there's an inability to the mess. It it really is about this like inability to see the worth of people who find themselves experiencing homelessness. Like, and it's, I don't know. I just, the narrative is often like, you know, like for example, this situation in Sacramento where the guy, you know, had his hog out. And so then they were like, well now we can't, you know, you shouldn't be around schools, whatever. It's like y- you can't do that even if you're housed, right? Right. So why do we have to create That's a situation? That's already a rule. <laughs> yeah, like why do we have to then do another thing? Like, yeah. can we all just agree that like dudes standing by schools? No hogs, with the hogs out? Yeah, like, it's just a no hogs allowed zone. Yeah, we don't have to then create this other thing, you know? Like, yeah. I don't. I don't understand why. Why we have to cut like. We, because Just like make it we, make sense. We
1: do understand, right? We do understand well, yeah, because yeah. they view unhoused folks as criminals writ large. That is how they view them. And like that to me is what's really important and what we really need to. And I think this year we need to really start elevating because we've seen them, especially these conservative democrats, start co-opting our language to to say and, and push forward with really fascist uh mm-hmm. policy and what they the, they're doing that effectively like by by putting by shielding themselves by shielding their own rhetoric with our children right our children are in front of us now so our children can't right. be you know and then they shield it with like oh uh People who are in wheelchairs, you know, uh, you, you have to get homeless folks away from the sidewalk because of because of our folks who are in wheelchairs. When it's like children and disabled folks not only are not by large affected negatively by the like more so or less so than the rest of us by by the, the instance of homelessness, they are people who are at a very large level experiencing it. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's what the big fucking mind trick is, that these conservative folks, these business leaders, these folks like uh, uh, Robin Swanson, who we'll talk about, that's what they're doing.
0: And, and also, let's just like call it out. Right. Like our folks who um, use assisted, you know, um, mobility like devices, whatever they may be, have been calling out these scooters and bikes blocking the path of egress for a very long time. And I don't see you all hopping, you know, up to pass policy to change that, right? Because yeah. that's a where legal you at business, McKinley Village, right? On that and shit. because you know <laughs> that it's 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 useful for you to be able to do. I think I also, you know, I come with the the healthy Black woman's um, cynicism about you know people's motives around this because I feel like protecting children is a way that we have gotten away with not wanting to just address things in general. Right. We always want to protect children. And I think built into protecting children is often protecting white children, um, especially protecting middle-class and upper-class white children. Um, and so this idea, right. First it was, you know, right. I don't, I guess I don't even want to give an order. I want to say, you know, we we've also heard this exact same argument applied when it comes to teaching, you know, um, history, right? It's like, well, how will we talk about racism? I don't fucking know. The same way that all the people of color have to talk about racism with their kids at young ages, like, you, like <laughs> we have to talk they about it because it exists, right? So, mind. like,
2: yeah,
0: there's there's a part of it that's just like, I, I don't feel like you should be able to infringe upon people's human rights, period. But certainly not for the all-important cause of this is a difficult conversation that you're not ready to have with your kids. Like, right. so so what? And we see the same thing happening with sex, right? Like, people don't want to have conversations about sex with their kids. And I'm just like, so so what you're telling me is you didn't want a parent. And I mean, okay, sure. Like, you don't want a parent. But how does that become my problem? Because- You brought
1: this kid into the world. You
0: brought this kid into the world. You- want to protect them, I get it, but it sounds more like you're not trying to protect them, you're trying to protect yourself from having to have difficult conversations with them about the world you brought them into. Because the conversation I would be having with my child would be, you see people sleeping on the street? Yeah, that's a policy decision. And every day, the people that we've elected and have asked to take this on as an issue have chosen that they they don't want to and that they're going to spend the money in other ways and then they're not going to support these people and that's a problem. And it would be part of my history lesson for the day of how we get screwed over when we don't think about basic human rights as a framework for all the ways that we invest our public dollars.
1: I P- assumed you had P- something shows to to add.
2: P- No, I don't know. I mean... I, you know, this is certainly some, I think this, this is something that I could talk about for longer than we have to talk about. Um, this e- to when you're listening to this, it's probably afternoon, morning, afternoon, or morning, <laughs> or evening. Um, whenever the fuck you're listening to this, I could talk about it for, for that whole time of day, um, and more. I think it comes down to, Absolutely, policy decisions continue to keep people poor, keep people homeless, keep people oppressed. Um, Make sure to maintain just, like, wild, wild amounts of injustice. And this is just another example where leaders, elected officials, are a squillion percent abusing their power and i also realize that a squillion is not a number and it is impossible to have more percents than 100 so don't come for me
0: well technically you can't have more than 100
2: percent. here we go the doctor's time Uh,
1: okay flow
2: Okay. Um. <laughs> I mean, as, as as a measure of, of comparison, oh, the
1: scientists just saying okay. as a
0: measure of comparison, you can have more than a hundred percent. You can, you can with,
1: definitely. You can, right. So, yeah. it's as like, a measure
2: of comparison, this shit is one squillion percent fucked.
1: Yes, I okay, agree. That now that it's was one just, squillion percent more fucked than it is in other places. Now you that can was, say something like th- that.
0: that was just. That was just nonsense science.
1: because the squillion what? doesn't exist. The <laughs> squillion exists. It was okay, science. What number I'm is a sure squillion? How
0: many zeros is in a squillion?
1: If you can operationalize it for
0: me, I a lot.
1: will. Uh-uh. I'm good with a it. A lot of them. A magician never tells his secrets. I
0: don't. Heard ma- that. Math isn't magic.
1: So. Oh, <laughs> I feel like it is. So bringing it back around. I feel like this episode's going to go a little long. (laughs) Okay. So we, we discussed how on a state level they're basically putting forward this this legislation by a bunch of Republicans who are who are awful fucking people. I'm but just shocked
0: this, that Angelique hasn't joined her Senate colleagues but,
1: in co I think we might get there, though. I think she may. So I'm interested to see where that goes. Just give it, just give it a little bit. Because Angelique yeah. Ashby, who is now Sacramento's new senator, she introduced this... But four months ago uh, here in the region, A, I'm interested to see if the new city council has the political will to overturn this, um, because I do think it's vile. I do think it's it's really a blemish on who we are as a city. Um, So I'm interested to see that. But then B... We're seeing some political push already from the more fascist wing of the Democratic Party. This is in the form of Robin Swanson. Do you know Robin Swanson? She's like a Democratic strategist
2: of something called Swanson Communications. Uh, well, I took a little bit of a look at her Twitter today, and she seems like someone I would love to go to happy hour with. She seems like a just a, a peach, a, a wonderful yeah, new I- friend hundred percent realign you know Uh yeah absolutely
1: so so, so, basically she was like claiming like which like she was quoted in this like b story about um ab257 uh the hoover's anti-homelessness uh camping thing um basically saying that's what we want to do and then like also she's on twitter concurrently um Adding the mayor and council member Valenzuela. She, of course, lives in East Sac, the richest part of the downtown area, um, and trying to get them to sweep underneath the um, what highway is that, 99? Uh-huh. Um, uh, right by downtown. Basically, the only only shelter a lot of unhoused folks have over in this part of town. She wanted them to sweep them because she's like, my kids are taking a walking tour to B Street and uh, they won't be safe walking by these tents.
2: Is that a good uh, overview? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then proceeded to like anyone who was like, yo, that's a trash take. She was then like I can't even I can't even think of a, a silly example of the shit she was saying. Well, it was She it was accru- just,
1: accused some of them of trolling and it's like mother- she accused fucker, a lot of people of trolling, every time yeah. Katie
2: Valenzuela
1: tweets, you are trolling her by just quote tweeting your shit like, you know how I to mean- contact her office. Not she only also that, did you, ISAC is not currently represented by the District 4 council member, it's represented right. by the mayor. So what you're doing is basically, because she's a socialist, you're just bothering
2: her. I believe that's what's happening here. Oh, yeah, 100%. It's, I mean, it's just doing the thing, the thing that these folks do, which is, you know, try to villainize... Um, this council member over and over and over again. The other thing that she did, which like, it's so tired and just like, it's exhausting as fuck that every, like you bring up all this shit and you like bully people on the internet. And, and even though you know better in terms of how to communicate with an elected official, you choose fucking Twitter. Um, and then she's like, but it's for the kids. It's for the kids. Fuck you. It's just, It's just that the kids aren't safe. And, Uh you know, like... Again, implying
1: that any tent, any person living unhoused is a predator to her children, right? Right. That is what these fucking people believe. That is who these people of capital in East SAC are. That is the problem here.
0: I have a problem with any group of people being criminalized just for existing. Um... And that just, again, (laughs) maybe a hot black woman take, but I have real, I have real issues with just like painting with broad strokes that people are criminals. Um,
1: Imagine they're starting like a, uh, uh, what is it? A neighborhood watch thing out there in East Sac. (laughs) Like, who do you think they're going to find to be suspicious? Quote unquote, Right. right? Like what the, it's, it's the exact same shit over and over again. Every generation, man.
0: Well, I mean, I also think, like, like okay, let, let's take it face value. Let's say that you're just not a person who has spent a lot of time, like, deep thinking about this. And so this has face validity to you. You're like, hey, there was this person who did this thing they happened to be unhoused. I'm really concerned because I just don't feel, you know, comfortable around people who are, are unhoused as I'm walking down the street. I think the challenge of taking a group of people and saying you know, and criminalizing them is that it gives you a false sense of security about the people who are not part of that group. And so, you know, just because there, there's so much of this, this happening, right? Like the idea that, you know, that the people who look like you and are in your tax bracket are somehow safer when, let's be honest, the majority of, you know, college students who are experiencing sexual assault are not experiencing sexual assault at the hands of people who are outside their class bracket. They're experiencing sexual assault given the demographics in college from white men who are, who are in college with them, right? And so the idea that you're out here saying, here is who is a predator, here is who you should be afraid of, does two things. It harms the people that you are, you know, just, just kind of painting with these broad strokes, but it also then gives you a false sense of security when you're around people who you should have your spidey senses up about. And right. so, I'm, and again, I'm not saying that we should paint any one particular demographic. I'm saying that we should think about safety in a much more nuanced way than just, oh, you look this way, therefore you're safe or unsafe. This binary is not serving us. We are in a position where we are actually putting ourselves in the face of, you know, uh, of harm because we don't know what harm looks like because all we've been given are some really, really dangerous talking points around who we should be afraid of and who we should be suspicious of.
1: But these talking I mean, addition- points help us, help us uh, fund the police and get conservative Democrats into office.
2: That's. I was. Never mind. Sorry, keep going, Shannon. <laughs> I was going to say a thing that actually. Never mind, also. But yeah, I think. I also think that you, like, these folks are just completely unable to critically think about shit. Uh, because for how long has this been um, like the the method that they use to try to like organize against unhoused folks or to or to, or to like organize toward their own comfort? And, like criminalizing people, it, it doesn't fucking work. Like it's worked for them this... politically for over 30 years as Democrats, though. Sure. I, I guess I think what I like what I'm saying is in in Sacramento you these folks over and over and over continue to try to like push these um ordinances that criminalize unhoused folks but it is not actually leading to any it's not actually leading to the outcome that they want because the crisis continues right and in fact it it doesn't continue but it grows and it's, like, this inability to see that, like, what you're spending all of your time, energy, and money on actually isn't producing the outcome that that you have intended. Mm-hmm. And you just look like a fucking idiot. And, you know, I mean, obviously, like, we all are in the space of housing being a human right and how do we address this crisis is through housing and services. But there are any number of, of other, like, potential solutions that these asshats could like rally around that they're they just refuse to because it's their comfort above anyone else's
1: here's what's funny though about what you're saying is because they're using the same language on us right like
2: oh yeah right like and
1: again this is something we saw amanda blackwood and josh wood do during the measure o fight like they look at look at this quote look at this quote by by Robin Swanson, who I kind of think is just kind of starting to plant the seeds for a campaign basically against District 4 Council member Katie Valenzuela, right? Whoever they, they find in fucking McKinley Village and East Sack to, to like run against them. But like, here's what she says in this piece. Democrats need to find new solutions because what we're doing isn't working, said Sacramento-based Democratic strategist Robin (laughs) Swanson, who supported Ashby's proposal last fall and took heat from progressives for doing so. Kids being able to walk safely on a school field trip shouldn't be a a Democrat or Republican issue. If our sidewalks are littered with garbage, we're doing it wrong. No fucking (laughs) shit, you fucking dolt. Like... But here's the thing. And here's They'll the thing. They'll clean up the garbage. Who's... Robin. We, like, how do we... Like, if if we sweep these folks, where well, will they go? How do we solve this? How do we solve it?
2: We give them housing. We give them a place to go, right? Like, it, I don't know. It's exhausting. This shit is fucking exhausting. And that, like, we continue to have to fight this fight. Over and over and over again, and it's just like it's like a new esac Karen every you know, every time. Every, like there's they just make some a new, new Twitter person. account,
1: or suddenly it's some comms Ugh. consultant. Like you're right, it's it's someone
2: new every fucking few months. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's what's the strategy there? I think obviously the opposing side i think like and does the thing which is to like run into the fucking ground these assholes to where they they need to continue to find like a new Karen that's willing to like hold up the torch but it is it it is also just like infuriating that we continue to have to spend time on this right like on this on the exact same shit over and over and over again and we're fighting the same the same fight and and you know i guess that's just how it goes like you know history repeats itself and all that um
1: it's the same song different lyrics and like honestly sometimes we talk among ourselves as hosts and we're like oh man we're doing another episode on this but sometimes you just fucking have to because it's like this is the this is all people are talking about right now and it's the solutions right there so let's fucking do it.
2: Yeah, it'll be it will be cool when you know there's a there's a time when we're like what are we going to talk about on the show today and it's like actually we don't have to we don't have to talk about homelessness. I mean, I don't think that's going to happen in, for a long time time but, soon, yeah. Cuz cuz we still got these Haters Robin. Haters there.
1: Robin, you're on our radar now. Welcome to the Steve Maviglio Club. You're, you're Maviglio level. You're flying high <laughs> with the Voices River City crew. Um, trying to end the career of like really good progressives in politics too on her Twitter account. I don't know if you all saw that, but like it is, it's some vile shit. And then she's claiming other people are trolls. Like get the fuck out of here.
2: Uh, sick vibes.
1: Yeah. Uh, you when you have Tab Berg of Berg Communications retweeting you, like something's fucking wrong there if you're a Democrat. Like that's, it's not even a okay. Can we do a little uh we haven't done like many like uh reading series lately?
0: We have not. You know how and much I, I love, love have, reading aloud.
1: We don't have much time, but like let's let's do this real quick. Um well Flo, if you like reading aloud, do you wanna read this piece? Sure. Okay, so Flo, a few days ago, sent me this piece. It's an editorial board piece from the Fresno Bee, right? Um, And it's, you sent it kind of to a group chat, and you're like, what are people's thoughts on this? And everyone was like, what did I just read?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I, I just, and I gave it to everybody with no, like, with with no like lead in or response Mm -hmm. because i just wanted to do a gut check of like where i am and just making sure that everybody was like oh that was really sweet and i was like oh shoot i need to like do a little bit of like recalibration and thankfully everybody was like no this was ridiculous and i was like okay just making sure i still haven't lost touch with reality
1: and like i i want (laughs) to preface it too with like uh, writing on the editorial side, editorial board, um, McClatchy I have read is very difficult. Um, I, you're usually supposed to do a lot of reporting involved in your piece, um, and you're expected to do a lot of writing. Um, and, uh, you know, in, in an industry that is constantly in flux, like it's, it can be a very difficult thing, but I read this piece and I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Uh, but uh, let's not give anything away. So there's a first couple paragraphs here that I wasn't sure if we should read through cuz they yeah. they talk about some very like very difficult um you know uh, loss of life shootings sensitive. that happened. Sensitive stuff. Yeah, yes. sensitive stuff. And part of what frustrated me about this piece was leading it in with that so that I'm already feeling something, and then I'm, it's leading me through this. Can we start at, like, I don't know, like, I think I was asking, like, maybe paragraph six or so, like, after or around this is where we live. Yeah,
0: that's, what I was, that's exactly what I was going to say. Okay.
1: Okay, so this is the valley south of Sacramento, right? Yes, yeah, this is, this the is Fresno, Fresno B. B. Yes. Okay.
0: This is where we live. Ours is a valley filled with gang violence, domestic violence fueled by white-hot anger and often drugs. The results? Murders, brokenness, emptiness, nothingness. The victims and defendants may have different names, races, and circumstances that set them apart from most of us in one sense, but they are human. As the poem says, no man is an island, we are all part of the main. Consider the valley writ large, the divides between educated and uneducated, middle class and poverty, white, black, Mexican, Hmong, Sikh, Indian, indigenous, Asian, Straight, gay, trans, documented, undocumented. We all call this home. We all share this space. We all eat the abundant produce, see the winter snow-capped mountains, feel the warm spring sun, and bake in the summer heat. With each life taken, our sense of community is devalued. We may look away because it's too painful, but we can't escape the reality that our collective lives have been diminished. Our light is dimmer. But what can I do, one asks. The problems seem overwhelming. Let's face it. They are overwhelming.
1: Okay, at this point, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready for you to lead me down the path to how we oh, fix yeah. this, right? Yeah. Let's do it. And, and What's so What's the solution? Um, you know, just before all of this, the 160 words we didn't read were talking about murder deaths that that were very, uh, you know, like very harmful to the community and like very hard to learn and read about. And then we read what Flo just read and it's like, yeah, yeah, like, you know, kind of building us up to something.
0: Yep. Okay, let's keep going. Poverty, drug abuse, emotional abuse, racial hatred, unemployment. Too many feel the sensations of worthlessness and the various forms of emotional, spiritual and communal isolation. Too many feel unloved, unnoticed and discarded. Outrageous crimes call for swift justice. But the path one takes towards heinous acts begins much earlier in life. So many in the valley suffer from a loss of hope. But thankfully, not everyone in this valley has lost that ability. If you are someone who cares, here's what you can do to make this valley better.
1: Okay, I've been listening to a Black Eyed Peas song. People killing, people dying. Mm. Children hurt and you hear them crying. Now I think I know what the next lyric is, but mm-hmm. can, can we read it?
0: <laughs> so, find just one person who needs encouragement, who needs a reason to keep going, and do your best to uplift that person. Do whatever comes naturally and for as long as it takes. If you can do just that one thing, that person can become the next one with hope, and they can pass it along to another hurting soul. Fresno has more than 500,000 people. Clovis adds another 120,000. And it's the ten- Starbucks
1: line. Is Are they telling us to do a Starbucks line?
0: Yes. And there are 10,000 people in this place with hope for living with, with caring with dreams. Oh, sorry. Are there 10,000 people in this place with hope for living with caring with dreams? Oh, no. If they invested themselves into broken family members or friends or work colleagues or even strangers, that would be double to 20,000 and so on. It can happen in English, in Spanish, in Hmong and Punjabi, Armenian, Chinese, and Russian. Heartbreak mm. happens person by person. Rebuilding is one at a time, too. This is for sure. Hope needs to happen in every neighborhood. Every single mm. neighborhood. Can we do this? Can we actually care about each other? We have to. We've already witnessed the alternative.
1: What is my fucking. So that's the piece, folks. Let's all just marinate.
0: From the Fresno <laughs> you know Bee editorial do? board.
1: Yeah, so we don't know. Listen, if I wrote this, I wouldn't want my name next to it either. Yeah. I get it.
2: Yeah. Tomorrow, when I stop to pick up my morning cup of joe, I'm just going to look to the person standing next to me, give them a wink and a smile, and pay for their cup of coffee. That's, that's it. And then gun violence is done.
0: Uh-huh. That's all it takes.
2: That is so that is some fucking fucked up bullshit that <laughs> it's it's so it's so it's gross. So bad. Like and also, I mean I know we've said this already. But don't forget how it starts with like loss of life and gun violence. And then they're like, you know what? But don't worry because hope. I mean, I I said this to the group chat when Flo shared this, like this
1: is this is to me the ultimate definition of the lib take, right? Like we have real systemic problems that are creating uh, unspeakable amounts of human suffering. And our answer is to be nice To each other. Just
2: be nice.
1: Are you fucking with me? Just
2: open the door for someone when you're walking into the bar.
0: Yeah, my take was like, I just needed to do this like gut check because I was like, of course we should care about each other. Like whoever said that's a bad idea. But you also just listed out some major structural issues that have systemic root causes. And as the Fresno Bee editorial board, you mentioned none of that and then just told us to be nice to each other in Punjabi.
2: (laughs) Just like forget policy work, forget community organizing, just like take care of yourself and be kind. It's so
1: wrongheaded, but exactly what I would expect from a liberal periodical I guess. I don't know. I don't know what else to say like This yeah, isn't the answer, folks.
0: It just felt like it was bl- like you know, one of the things that we know is that when our physical and our emotional needs are met, like we tend to have more capacity to be loving and kind to one and trusting of one another, right? So that's not to say that people who don't have their needs met are not kind and loving and trusting, but it's just like, it expands our capacity to be patient with people, right? Like none of us are our best when we're angry, hungry, tired, right? Like all of those things. And so I was just like, it felt a little bit like it was like blaming the symptom and not the cause because we can be as nice to each other as we want to be, but a, it doesn't address these structural issues. And also if we address the structural issues, by virtue of doing that, we would all be a little nicer to each other. So I was just like, what are, what are we... And also, it was just like, this is coming from the editorial board of a newspaper. Like, if this was like a group of fifth graders who were like, hey, we want to add some niceness to the world, I'd be like, oh, isn't yeah. that cute? I don't know if any of you have heard like the kindergartners offering encouragement where you call the number. I love that. And they're like, hey, good that. job. Keep it up. If you're having a bad day, like I love it. You know why? Because they're five years old and that is appropriate. Correct. And that is the type of thing we want to teach new humans to do and be in the world. And it's awesome. So I'm not mad at the message. Like we should all be kind to each other. It just feels incredibly overwhelming given that it's coming from a major periodical that is covering these issues and doesn't talk about what actual like.
1: There was no policy involved. There was
2: no action item like there was no like unpacking, no excavating, no. Just like it was violence, huh? Like, don't shouldn't we love like what? <laughs> Violence sucks. You know, right? you know what this reminds me
0: of? I'm gonna date myself and I don't care. I loved the West Wing when it was on. And so there I. is an episode Same. where one of the one of President Bartlett's Secret Service agents is killed in like this like altercation at a store or whatever, and his opponent, he's running for a reelection, and his opponent comes up to him and like offers oh condolences god. and then goes,
2: You're gonna say, crime, oh my god.
0: Gee, I don't know.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> and and Martin
0: Jean's character who was president Bartlin says, that's the moment I decided I was gonna kick your ass. Because it's just the most like you're running for president and your 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 comment is crime G, I don't know.
1: Yeah.
0: <sighs> these things are knowable.
1: There's determinants to how this stuff happens. Right. Like oh. even, yeah, I, I I don't, I love it. I love it. I, I think we've just got a great season ahead of us, folks, because <laughs> apparently we've got to keep hammering down this fucking nail.
2: Man, we're going to be so tired at the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> just like, I already feel the fatigue. Ah. Uh from this hour long show yeah yeah
1: I was saying that to somebody I'm like sometimes the show feels like it's the same song but different lyrics you know and I don't want that (gasps) listen none of us want that but like these are the issues of our time in this state and we don't know how many ways we can fucking say this like keep bringing the experts on I mean that's a big thing to do but like the biggie is like you know Keep supporting all of you out there doing the the actual work, the the, you know, the frontline work in the streets um, and see if we can't see if we can't get folks elected on that other side and like, you know, see what can happen there, because um, I haven't lost faith in that regard. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes here locally.
2: You know, I also wouldn't want anyone to after like listening to this show feel compelled to go to Twitter and look up um robin swanson Mm -hmm. you know like yeah i wonder what her twitter handle is yeah i wouldn't want anyone to find that out Uh and like
1: troll or you know let her know it's not trolling if you're
2: just letting her know that she sucks just like facts facts science evidence like you know everyone's got a lot of work to do and so i wouldn't want you to use your very valuable and precious time to go and do that but mm-hmm. you know she's a very important um,
1: democratic strategist i don't think you want to waste mm-hmm. her time
2: no god no she's doing the lord's work uh-huh. Sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well oh, that's our show <laughs> folks uh, <laughs> anything we want to add before we we end this um is Fuck it? the
2: Republicans and the Democrats. Yeah. Am I right? Am I right? Flo here knows. Flo hates it oh here. Oh
0: my gosh. You all are just. <laughs>
2: welcome back. Welcome back, everyone.
0: <laughs>
2: welcome back. Welcome back. All welcome right. back. Well, Man, I've been writing hella songs today. Yeah, no, you're this
1: is, great.
0: This is a yeah. place where you're going to get all the takes and all the different opinions. And Yeah. <laughs>
1: Couple of impersonations.
0: Couple of impersonations and yeah. And we're always what, on our best what, behavior. What
1: is the deal with uh homelessness?
0: <laughs> well, what, what, what? I I can't do it. I won't glass. even
1: try. You know, th- oh, this, I can't week's, even, this no. week's episode it's called Without a Roof. <laughs> <laughs> huh? mm. We went around and talked to folks about different situations where they found themselves. Ruthless. Oh my Not god. happening
0: <laughs> <laughs> <After> here. <year. laughs> All
2: right, folks, we need we need to wrap. Okay, I go off the rails with Ira. <laughs> yeah, okay, we've okay. we've lost it now. <laughs> Y'all are great. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to go to patreoncom Bye. Bye. Bye.